This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Listen, God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. I uh, for, Forgive me for having to cancel Bible study at the last minute last uh, this past Thursday. Had a little something come up. We'll talk about that another day. It's no big deal. All is well, uh, but God is good. But tonight, what I really want to talk about, if you see the title of tonight's Solid Talk family, it says, Is There Hope for Our Youth? This generation, this youth, the kids of today, is there hope for our youth? I'm asking this question because I really been meditating on this, this idea that the youth are being attacked from all sides, right? They're being attacked from all sides. And there's a particular scripture that I want to open up with. I think it's in Proverbs chapter 30. I got to find it, but it talks about a generation. It talks about a certain type of generation and uh, the characteristics of this certain generation and I really feel like our generation today is a reflection of uh, what's what's recorded here in the Bible um, what's recorded here in the Bible so it's in Proverbs chapter 30 beginning at verse 11 I'm gonna bring it up on the screen for you real quick it says there's a generation that curses their father and does not bless their mother. There's a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There's a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. So I just wanted to open up with that scripture because I really believe that it captures a lot of the sentiment of the ills that we see going on in today's generation, today's youth. And let's not act naive, right? Kids have always had issues. The Bible even says that a child's heart is bound to foolishness. But what it also says is it's the rod of correction that drives it out. So what that means is that people, humans, children, they're predisposed to mischief, regardless of how, uh, you know, uh, cute your little girl is or how precious your little boy is or, or how funny they are and the, the innocent things that they do. And all of those things are wonderful. But the fact of the matter is that just from the fact that they're born in this flesh, right, and shaping in iniquity, their heart is bound to foolishness. And so it's up to who? It's up to the parents, it's up to the elders to actually drive that out with what the Bible calls the rod of correction. And we know that Satan, we'll get into this a little bit later, he doesn't want us correcting our children. You know, if you try to correct your children, they call CPS on you. They, they call it child abuse. The Bible calls it discipline and chastisement. But nonetheless, what's happening is we have a generation and because of the lack of fatherhood, right? The lack of fathers, there's a whole lot of things that are going on. And what really kind of sparked this, this uh, idea to talk about tonight is we're really only about a week or two in the school. Here in the D.C. area, D.C. public schools, I believe, just started school last week or this past week. Rather, I think my my county that I'm in, PG County, they might have started two weeks ago. And in PG County, on the first day of school, they caught two students who had guns inside of the school. Right. First day of school. One of the kids had a warrant for a stolen car or something like that. When they came in there and arrested him, they found out that he had a gun on him. Another kid had a gun on him on the first day of school. Fast forward, maybe like the next week. Now, D.C. public schools is starting school. These kids go to a high school as well. That first one was a high school. 
They were probably like 15 to 16. These kids also about 15 to 16 go to school literally like the first week of school. Uh, one kid is not in uniform, so they don't let him in the school. Another kid refuses to get patted down by security. They don't let him in the school. Next thing you know, these kids run into each other outside of the school, literally probably only about 15 feet away from the school, and they ended up shooting one another, or one of them ended up shooting the other. And so it just got me to thinking about how the youth today like I said, kid, teenagers have always been bad. Youth have always had issues, but they're going to school with the guns and they're actually shooting each other. And there's a whole culture around this mentality where murder has become a pastime, right? Murder has become something that these folks do for sport. Now, I've never justified it, but, you know, at least back in the day, it was like if somebody killed somebody, it, it it had a purpose usually, right? But now what these kids are doing is they're catching these bodies. And the more bodies you have basically is the more clout you have, right? You become known as a menace. They listen to these rappers and, and the rappers, a lot of them can rap, but it's less about the ability of the rapper and more about the, the, the folklore, the mystique, how many bodies does this person have? Is this person really real? And so they're going back, killing each other, and then they make diss songs about killing each other, and that becomes, I'm smoking on such and such pack. So if this person's name was Pookie, I'm smoking that Pookie pack, which means I smoke Pookie, and now I rolled him up, and I'm smoking him in my blunt. So that's what's really going on with this generation they become very callous. They become very cold. Um, the love of them is waxing cold, right? And I'm not in their shoes, so I'm not going to judge them too heavily, but I'm just telling you what's going on. You know, I don't know, by, by the grace of God, I don't know how it feels to have a close friend be taken from me. But, you know, I'm just going to be real with you. I'm, I'm, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. But if somebody took away my best friend, you know, I would be ready to ride for them, too. Like, almost no questions asked. Would I do that? I know that wouldn't be God's will. God tells us that we have to forgive. Fortunately, I haven't been in that situation. But I have had people that I grew up with, people that I've been in programs with, taken karate with, went to school with. They got killed at young ages, 16, 14, right? And their parents had to live with that. And so that was back then. And so now it's gotten even worse and there's a whole lot. They're getting attacked on every side, right? They're getting attacked in, in, in the music. They're getting attacked in the media. They're getting attacked in the school system. Begin. We'll get into this a little bit later because even the school system now is trying to teach these things, these, uh, these principles, these ideas that are against the word of God. OK, they're not going to school and learning everything that we learned. They're learning other stuff that fits the agenda of what the devil wants to bring into this generation. And so what I'm doing tonight, family, is I'm asking a question. Is there hope for this generation? Let me get my Skype up on the screen. I haven't used this in a while. Hopefully it works. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully we're still in business. I think I paid the bill, glory to God in the highest. But I'm bringing up the, the, the telephone number on the screen, 202-738-1686. Help me answer this question. Is there hope for our youth? Give me one second here. I got to make sure that I'm even able to hear. Glory to God in the highest. God is just so good. Um, he's so good and he's so faithful. I'm praying that I can hear because I don't think I I don't know if I got all my technical stuff set up right. So so please bear with me. But I just launched Skype. So <laughs> either it's going to work or it's not going to work. If it doesn't work, please forgive me. Glory to God, please forgive me for my security. I've been signed out. OK, thank you for that. Please sign me back in. OK, they want my password. I should have did all this before I came on. But what I'm effectively saying, family, is um, 
these kids got a different set of issues that they're dealing with. They've got a different set of problems. Some of it is the same, you know, bullying, uh, gangs and stuff like that. But the thing about it is it's on a different scale. It's on a whole different scale. It's on a whole different scale. Glory to God in the highest. I didn't try my password a few times. And I'm hoping I'll lock myself out. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm in. Now I got to make sure it even works. 202-738-1686. I think if it doesn't work, worst case scenario, we can go real ghetto and I can get y'all on the phone. But I want to know. I want to know either in the comments or via phone call. Is there hope for this generation or is this just a, a lost generation? You know, Peter says something very interesting. He said, save yourselves from this untoward generation. I believe he said that in the book of Acts. And, and that word untoward means crooked. It means crooked and perverse. And Peter even told him back then, he said, save yourselves. And what's happening is. As I mentioned, there's, there's a curse of fatherlessness. What this fatherlessness is doing is it's causing these kids to be angry. It's causing these kids to not have any identity. It's causing these kids to, 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 uh, to be raised by one party. But when God designed everything, he designed it for both the, the, the mother and the father to have input into that child's life. And we see it happening even with with, um, like I said, the school system, like I said, the violence, OK, the, the promiscuity in the children, there's a level of protection that's missing. Right. And so what happens is when these kids don't have the dad, what the dad is supposed to offer, he's supposed to offer protection. He's supposed to offer provision, meaning resources. Right. And he's supposed to offer identity. And when that void is there and they don't have it, what happens is now they go to another place. Where can I now find right identity? Where can I now find protection? Where can I now find right provision resources? So they turn to the streets. They turn to the gangs. They turn to the only seeming place that's available to them. The only the only seeming uh, group. That's that's really there. Right. Um, sometimes intentionally, sometimes just by circumstance, you got to walk home from school in front of these people. They're going to keep picking on you until you decide that you want to join. So that's why I say I'm not going to try to be critical because we never know uh, what folks are going through. But what I do know is that a lot of what's happening now is not working. And if we got something that's not working, we need to get back to the drawing board and say, where did this go wrong? Where did this go left? OK, there was a time where folks had decency about them. There was a time where it was relatively safe for kids to go to school. I'm not saying it was perfect. Where did we go wrong? There was a time where we had family structure. There was a time where we understood the value of family, the importance of both a mother and a father. Where did we go wrong? And so these kids now, I don't have protection. I need protection. I got to join this game. I don't have provision. I got to get out here and hustle. I don't have identity. I'm going to place my identity in the streets. And so my question tonight, in addition to my original question is, what do we have to do to right this ship? Right? What's, what's going to have to happen in order for us to turn this around? What's going to have to happen in order for us to take back our communities, um, to take back these neighborhoods? Because quite frankly, a lot of these places, specifically the inner cities, they're becoming uninhabitable. They're becoming uninhabitable. I mentioned the kids bringing the kids to school. I saw another article in the D.C. area. There was a lady in northeast D.C. She lived there practically her whole life, I think it said. She got robbed at gunpoint and a guy wanted her purse. So initially the guy startles her 
right? Um, of course, nobody is wanting or expecting to get robbed at gunpoint. Um, but she actually stood up to the criminal. Now, do I recommend this? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, but this is an example of just the brazen, because this happened in broad daylight. This is just an example of how brazen, how brazen uh, folks have become. Uh, not just in the D.C. area, but almost every city, every major city that you go to. You know what I mean? It's like this. I was talking to um, Sister in Christ like this in Brooklyn. It's like this, obviously, in Chicago. It's like this in Jackson, Florida. I've been reading about their beef. What they got going on down there is just flat out crazy. Um, it's happening almost in every major city and it's spreading like cancer. It's spreading straight up like cancer. Let's see if we can get this article. I mean, this news story. Once again, I cannot hear this, but I think y'all should be able to hear it. Let me turn it up a little. And first and six here on this Friday, a local woman held up at gunpoint in the middle of the day and the whole thing was caught on camera and now she's getting a lot of reaction about how she handled the whole situation. Yes, yeah, Stephanie Ramirez is going one on one with that woman today. She is live in Northeast DC. Uh, Steph, first of all, so frightening, but this guy had a gun pointed at her. Traumatizing, Sharin, is how I respond. Gil described this whole experience. Obviously, the video is getting different reactions. Now, to be clear, she is not encouraging people to do what she did. She said she was just following her gut reaction. Yeah. She does believe in. Yeah, let me fast forward gut, a little because I think we more or less are going to get the gist. I just want you to see the DC. video. So here's the guy coming up to her. Um, hold on. Here's the guy coming up to her. Right. You can clearly hear I respond. He holds say, her at gunpoint. <laughs> she just kind of waving her arm like, come on. <laughs> like, I just got off work. I had a bad day. Look, <laughs> I'm here for it. Once again, I don't recommend this. But it's like these kids. And I don't know if this is a child or not, right? But that looks like a younger a younger guy. This is a young guy of this generation. You know, kind of got the young guy look. Little skinny jeans and little young guy swag. And let's listen to her. Gone are the days of having older uh, neighbors that sat on the porch all day and watched and waved you on when you got home from work. And I think in some ways, trying to think about how to preserve that intergenerational neighborhood is so valuable. We've lost so much of that in the city with massive displacement. Uh, and so I think, you know, just having more people around that know each other and that support each other would be uh, really helpful. Praise the Lord. And so I just wanted to share that because I wanted to A, just really, really note how brazen things have become. But I also wanted to note how it can be when these folks encounter any sort of discipline. I don't know the person that tried to rob her, but it wouldn't surprise me if this, this person never had any real discipline or structure in their lives. And so it's like you plot this thing, you're, you're preying on this innocent victim because folks are so wicked today. All of a sudden, she stands up and she like, what? Like, like, let's go. Ain't nothing but air and opportunity. He doesn't know what to do because that's not what he was expecting. And so are we bold enough as a, as a generation of adults to actually confront these children? Are we bold enough as a generation of adults to actually um, be able to not be intimidated by this younger generation? Because... The Bible says that if a younger generation leads you, that's a curse, right? It says that right in Isaiah chapter four, I believe it's Isaiah chapter three or four. But let's check Isaiah chapter four first. Um, no, wait, that might not be it. Let me see. Let's see if we can Google it real quick. Um, but yeah, yeah, my point is folks have gone berserk. Woe well, unto my people. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 12. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 12. It says, As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O my people, they which lead thee cause thee to err, 
and destroy the way of thy paths. Right. So I'm just trying to figure out where we're moving, because Jesus said that in the last days, it's going to be as the days of no and as the days of lot. And I think one of the characteristics of Noah's day is 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 that the heart of man was was evil continuously. It was violence continuously. That's all that was even in the hearts of man. And so if we don't compete for this generation and of course, we need to do that through the power of God, through the gospel, because that's the only thing that's going to be strong enough to prick the this this generation that we're dealing with that's the only thing that's going to be strong enough to pierce through the bones and marrow and, and be a discerner of the hearts of what these folks are going through if we don't do that then you know <laughs> look we got to stop it if you see cancer spreading you got to stop it right and so we got to establish the family back we got to have reverence for the family right and one of the things that that fathers also provide is wisdom and, 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 and critical thinking, right? The ability to make a decision not based off of emotion, but to actually take in information, have some resolve, process that information, and then make a decision based off of that. You know, there's a guy that's, that's getting pretty popular on TikTok, and I think he also has a YouTube channel. And I want to look at his video. I've seen it already. Unfortunately, I won't be able to hear it because of the way I got this set up today. But he is someone who actually uh, <laughs> just goes around and asks people basic questions, right? Basic questions. And, and when I say basic, I mean common information that we should all know from school. But even if you don't remember it from school, right? You should at least be able to to hear some of these questions and actually, you know, what they call it, I think it's called deductive reasoning. You should be able to at least deduce from the question what the answer is. So I'm going to show you all real quick this video, what I'm talking about, and I won't be able to uh, to hear it, but I'll be able to see it. <laughs> Hold on real quick. Let me find a video I want you all to watch because it's a certain one. Uh, let's start with this one. So this guy's channel name is Justin Award or Award, something like that. Justin Award, funny guy, handsome young guy. Let's watch the video. When do they celebrate the Fourth of July in England? Um, <laughs> the what date? The twelfth. Of what month? Um, July. Yes. Um. By the way, funniest thing about this dude's videos <laughs> is that regardless of what they say, he just looks at the camera and he's like, yes. So I didn't even hear what this woman just said right now. But, you know, okay, when do they celebrate the 4th of, the, of July in England, right? You could say it's a little bit of a trick question, but let's keep going. What country is Mount Rushmore in? Uh, North America. I have no idea. Yeah, that is a country. Can you name three countries besides the USA? Uh, okay. Um, Jamaica. <laughs> um, Africa. I think I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you're at two. Um. Mm -hmm, Puerto Rico. One more. Puerto Rico. Got it. Sniped. Do you know how long? Now, once again, I'm not trying to pick on any of these folks that's in this video. Let me be clear about that. <laughs> but what I'm trying to convey is how, okay, first of all, what are these kids even learning in school? That's the first thing, right? Like, like I'm talking about, we haven't even got to the, to the simplest questions yet. This one says, how long is a, a, a fourth of an hour, a quarter of an hour, right? Okay. Um, but but you'll see it's going to get worse. So I'm not trying to pick on these folks, but what I'm really saying is just the, 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 the vacuum. And once again, that's why I'm asking the question, is there even hope for the youth, right? Just the vacuum, the lack of, of knowledge and information and, and thinking skills, not even critical thinking skills, just basic reasoning 
It's just lost. Long a quarter of an hour is. Give me a second. 20 minutes. Yes. You know how long each president serves their term? Two years. Yes. How many letters are in the alphabet? 26. How many people are on Earth? Around how many, if you had to guess? Yes. If yes. you were born 10 years ago, how old would you be today? I was born 10 years ago. I would be, I'm 23, I would be 12. Do you know who fought in the Mexican-American okay. War? <laughs> hold up, hold up, because that's one of my favorite questions. <laughs> if you were born 10 years ago, how old would you be today, right? I, like, okay. Sometimes people can get nervous in front of the camera, but the amount of people who get that question wrong, I don't know if they think it's too easy. You know, maybe it's that, okay, what's the catch? I don't know what it is, right? But it's just a lot going on. Let me make sure y'all can hear this. Let me go in the chat real quick and make sure everything is going. Okay, look like we good to go. Let's keep going. And once again, not, nothing against these, these people individually, but I'm just talking about as a generation where we are right now. No, because I haven't learned that yet. What's up? I don't think I learned that yet. If you had to take a guess, I guess two countries. Uh, guess two countries of what? Who fought in that war? Mexican-American war. Uh, could be America or um. Yeah, America against who? Uh, America, yeah, America and maybe Cuba or. Puerto Rico? Yes. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> this is like a video where you got to laugh to keep from crying because it's funny, but then at the same time, this is horrifically sad. Around how many people would you say live on Earth? On Earth? Yeah. Eight million. Million or billion? Eight million. Yes. How many presidents have we had so far? How many far? presidents have we had? I think Trump was like 50. What? I don't know, 50? Yes. Do you know what two countries border the U.S.? Just the last one because um, I ain't going to spend too much time on this. Let's touch the U.S. Above us and below us. Canada. And um, it starts with an A. You're close. Hey, what is it? Guess. This dude is a masterful troll, by the way. Country that starts with an A. Wait, did she get it? It doesn't matter. You know this. Wait, no, I really know it. Hold on. Wait, can we skip it? No, you have to give me your best guess. I know it's not this, but like Amsterdam. It's not this. It's wait, what is it? Like, can you just? <laughs> I really don't know it. New Mexico. New Mexico. No, just Mexico. Oh. How many cents? All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, I'm so tempted to look at this last one. How many cents make up one dollar? Y'all be amazed at how many people get that wrong. <laughs> He'll ask stuff like, like how many dimes are in a dollar? How many nickels? I mean, what's three times three times three? I can't. I can't. I'd even give a slight pass on that one because that's like a legit math problem. But um, my who fought in the who fought in the Civil War? Okay, <laughs> who fought in the Mexican-American War? At least guess Mex. Anyway, y'all get the point. I'm not going to belabor the point, but this is what we're dealing with. Um, this is where we are. That uh, we actually have folks. <laughs> y'all in here laughing. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, laugh too hard at the folks. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me let me behave, man. I'm trying to act right. I'm trying to make it to heaven. I promise, I am. But this is where we are, seriously. This is a curse of fatherlessness, right? I don't know, some of them might have fathers, right? But but it's just this overall um stupidity. I don't I don't know what else to say. It's not even that they don't know the information. It's like you can't even process the information. He asked one girl in a video, how, what does Y E S spell? Which is yes. And they asked that you would have thought he asked, like, what is what is the Pythagorean theorem or something like that? 
and and I just I don't know I I think I think we're in a very dangerous space where this guy can easily find people who don't even have the ability to think this is how people get taken advantage of this is how uh, Satan is able to just push his agendas through with no resistance because folks don't know what's going on with anything one girl he asked her I can't remember what he asked her but he asked her one of them easy questions she got it wrong of course he told her she got it right <laughs> so he's like man you're a genius right she was totally wrong then he asked her what are how many Kardashian sisters can you name this girl rattled them off she named every Kardashian sister there was and what that means is we as a people uh, have gotten to a sunken place as a nation where we know more about the Kardashians than we do about simple things he has a lot of people got this one wrong <clears throat> if you're driving 60 miles an hour and you drive for one hour how far have you traveled <laughs> right, look go go check out the dude's channel look i'm not mad at him if this generation is going to be this stupid somebody need to make money off of it right like somebody needs to expose it because if it weren't for his channel i wouldn't even know that this is how far we have sunken so these kids are being hit from the violence these kids are obviously being hit from the education because, you know what I mean? Like, what what are they being taught? Okay. What are they being taught? These kids are being hit from all angles. From all angles. So, man, the Bible is what we need to get back to. Because the Bible gives clear instructions on how we're supposed to raise children. And the main thing it says, train up your child in the way that he should go, which is the ways of the Lord. And when he is older, he will not depart from it. What's happened, a lot of what's happened is that in a pursuit of a, a quote unquote better lifestyle, in a pursuit of money, we have handed over our kids to the government. And y'all know I say all the time on here, the government at this point where we live today, the government is basically Satan. We have handed our kids over to Satan. We said, hey, we we want to have a better lifestyle. So if, if you got a two parent home now, it's like, all right, boom, uh, the dad's going to work. The mom's going to work and we'll just give the kid to daycare and to the school system and let the school system spend the majority of the day. OK, it's only 24 hours in a day. You sleep eight hours in a day. Your kid with the commute to school and back from school. OK. Your kid is basically spending like 10 to 10 to 12 hours in school, you know, commuting and in the school, maybe a little less, maybe let's say 10 hours. You're there for eight hours. OK, you take an hour to get there. They come home with you. They got to do homework if they do that or they off on their phone somewhere. So the kids are having little to no interaction with the parents. And at one time you could just send your kids to school with the clear conscience right just okay i'm take get send them to school but now if you send your kid to school you're gonna run into drag queen story hour you're gonna run into them having to uh, identify their pronouns before they start the school year i got a buddy who works in dc public schools they sent out a a a, a, a notice telling all of the teachers when you start the school year, you want to make sure that all your students feel comfortable. So you need to ask everybody their pronouns. Okay. This is indoctrination. This is not just only education. This is indoctrination into something that's completely against God. Okay. So the, so the two parent home, they want to have two incomes. So you're going to, you know, send your kid to school or pay for daycare, right? Then the single parent home, that's even more of a challenge because now you only are one person. If you if if you want to have income, 
then you practically have to have to send your kid to school because you can't work a job and and raise your child at the same time. Right. Unless you somehow find a way to clone yourself. So it's all of these different type of things going on. And, and, and you know, we all make mistakes, but this is a consequence of not following the word of God and not having a standard in our communities. Not having shame in our communities, normalizing a family structure that the word of God says is abnormal, right? The, the, the word of God, I'm not even going to be mean tonight. Like I said, we all make mistakes. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going, not even going to get down that road right now. Um, but it's a huge issue and it needs to be addressed. So what I want to do, we had like 737. I want to check some of the comments, see what you guys are talking about. For anybody joining in, I'm asking a question tonight. Is there hope for our youth? Can we turn this around? I know that this is not every youth. I know there are a lot of wonderful children out there. I know that there's a lot of kids doing great things. I know that there are a lot of parents doing wonderful things. But at the same time, I know that a lot of these places where this cancer is spreading, they're becoming uninhabitable, right? Unin I hope that's a word. Let me, make <laughs> Let me make sure I'm saying my words right before I start talking about everybody else. Is uninhabitable a word? Yes, it is. Good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> God is good. Um, yeah. So, man, God bless everybody joining in. God is good. I don't know if y'all still on. God bless Mist in the Mountain, Moni E, chosen to heal by God. She says, as well as leadership, as the head of the home. Yes. Referring to the fathers, I believe. Absolutely. Yes, leadership. Every human needs to be led. I don't care how how uh, big and bad you are, how smart you are, how bold you are, how alpha you are. Everybody needs to be led. Even if you're a man, you need to be led by the Spirit of God. Why? Because there's a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Chosen to, chosen to heal by God says, thanks, Brother Gray, for these very important changing, changing and heart provoking Bible studies. Yeah, it's necessary, right? It's necessary. Man, I mean, y'all say I'm not the only one laughing. That, that, that video is amazing, right? <laughs> it's amazing. It's like when you got to laugh at it, cry at it at the same time, like like the, the answers are so ridiculous, that it literally amazes me. I'm like, how can folks even think this way? Um, I'm not, I don't know everything about geography. I can't tell you where every place in Europe or Asia or Africa is. But I'm like, man, what neighbors the United States, we should at least know Canada and Mexico, which are on our borders, right? At a minimum. <laughs> I mean, at a minimum, like, like I'm, I'm just, it's like folks' minds have been turned to mush and I just can't process. I mean, I get it. A lot of folks are fantasy stricken. A lot of folks are bewitched. A lot of folks simply are just uneducated. And a lot of folks just simply have not developed thinking skills. Right. Thinking skills and all sorts of questions. He asked them, what are some of my favorite ones? Um, man, y'all heard a lot of them already. But man, it's like he, <laughs> the dude, the dude is so funny because um, he really be having these people think that they're right. But man, he'll say stuff like. Um, like, man, what, OK, nah, whatever. Y'all heard most of it. If one comes to mind, I'll bring it up later. She says, uh, chosen and healed by God says, I'm over here Googling and pulling out my calculator and I ain't ashamed to say so because at least I know how to do that much. I even tell my teen grandkids to do the same if needed, if need be, but try. Absolutely try. 
like I said, I'm cool with the math, with the math and all of that. But I mean, <laughs> what does Y E S spell? Um, if you were born ten years ago, how old would you be today? This is just English. This is, you know, we watch we we watch some ministers take advantage of congregations. And we wonder, you know, how are they able to do that? You know, why these people, you know, kind of like the video we watched maybe a week or two ago with a guy chastised the congregation about not buying him a, um, a Movado watch and not giving him enough money so he can buy luxury items. And you just sitting here like, like what, what type of mindset or, or spell does somebody have to be under? to fall for that it's a curse of fatherlessness and when i say fatherlessness i'm not even saying that 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 you know what i'm saying their biological father isn't even there i'm just saying that the concept of logic and reasoning the value of it is just it's, it's becoming a lost art there are people who literally have lucrative careers and all they do is just go on YouTube and say common sense. Common sense is so much of a lost art that you have people making millions, thousands, hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions just off of common sense. Two things, common sense and truth. It's a lack of both of those things. Because that's what the devil does not want to go forth. He doesn't want common sense going forth and he doesn't want truth going forth. Because if those two things are missing, he can take advantage of the population. The Bible says that he can make merchandise of you. Okay. Bible talks about silly women never learn. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's all women. There's a lot of stupid men. But this scripture just came to mind. Silly women ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of truth. It's a, it's, it's, it's ugly. <laughs> That's all I can really say. It's ugly. It's ugly. Moni says, I'm sorry for, uh, for laughing. They minus 10 from their age. Yeah. That's what people usually do. They take away 10 years from their age, but they're, they're not processing the question, right? I don't personally, I don't even think these are, tricky questions you know but maybe that's just me uh but I, i'm concerned that this is where we are very concerned chosen a hill by god says kids can't even count money backwards either without their cell phones teachers say that they can't even correct spelling in english classes because the system says keep it moving yeah the system calls it no child left behind right and 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 in this which is a which is a uh, uh i'm just using this word it's a it's a it's a feminized concept that if somebody doesn't qualify we're just going to move them ahead anyway and it's making these kids dumb. So when you when you practice no child left behind and you don't have any type of standard, any type of criteria, it basically translates into a whole bunch of children left behind. Right. And you and you saying no child left behind. You're basically saying we just going to move you along, move you along, move you along. I know you don't understand it. I know you 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 don't know a can of paint from the wall but we're just going to pass you anyway okay we're just we're just going to pass you anyway and so the lowering of the standard which we see practically everywhere we see it in schools we see it in military we see it in jobs right um all you have to do is the bare minimum if that but we're still just going to move you along anyway. What does it produce? It produces weakness. It produces stupidity. It's a lazy generation. 
there's a there's there's a new thing they have out now called quiet quitting, right? This is less about the kids, more about the adults, but it's called quiet quitting. And basically, what happens is, um, people have determined that I'm gonna go to work and basically check out. Now, my thing is this: if you go to work and you get everything done that you need to do. You're not obligated to do anything other than that because that's what you get paid for. But this but but when you say something like quiet quitting, <laughs> what it kind of insinuates is that is that I'm not giving you a hundred percent effort. I'm giving you 70% effort. I'm I'm literally doing the bare minimum. And that's become a thing. With a generation now, I'm talking. I'm not even talking about the youth now. I'm talking about my generation, millennials, a little bit of uh, Gen X, but mo- mainly millennials and Gen Z. I won't even include Gen X. I'm gonna give y'all a pass on this. Millennials and Gen Z. We don't want to grow up. Why is that? It's because we've been inundated. This is my theory. Because we've been inundated with pleasure, leisure. Man, my generation, television was popping, cable television, then video games came on the scene, then cell phones and social media came on the scene. Nonstop pleasure. Then the, you know, pleasure folks getting from one from another because there's no standard. Nonstop pleasure. Pleasure in the right context is wonderful but in the wrong context pleasure brings about weakness because you haven't had to work for anything you haven't had to do anything substantial so now when you get a job and you're working this job and your job is expecting you to give a hundred percent effort folks check out because i'm not used to this I'm used to pleasure, right? I'm used to leisure. I'm used to fun. When a relationship gets hard or or, or the idea of, they don't even get into the marriage because that's just, that just sound like a bunch of work that nothing sounds fun about that because marriage is not always fun. I'm imagining it can be fun, but it's more about it being rewarding than fun. So they say, well, <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to have fun. So they don't even get into the marriage but because of how we're set up as humans, a lot of times we we find ourselves in the relationships. Then when a relationship gets hard, folks check out. Why? Because it's not fun. Right. And so we have these ideas of adulting. OK, I grow up, I pay a bill. I am adulting. No, you, you're you're doing what you're supposed to do as an adult. Right. This, this is not an accomplishment. I'm amazed at how many people I see on social media. And I and I, I get the idea of hustling. Everybody want to be a hustler. But it's like folks are bragging about the fact that they go to work and they're getting to the bag. And I'm like, you're going to work. You're an adult. <laughs> I don't even feel like the most mature person in the world. I'm going to be honest with you. But at a minimum, I'm just like, these are basic things, but I believe that it was, it was a, it was a very Trojan horse situation with the devil where he brought in so much leisure that he created weakness. And now what's happening is the the generation below, you know, the, the Gen Z and whoever is after them, I don't even know what they called yet, but they almost don't have any accountability i've been going back to work i catch the metro to work which is crazy they had a they had two shoot no what my bad they had a stabbing where two people got stabbed like two weeks ago then thursday when i was having bible study day one of the things that held me up was they had a shooting on the metro platform 
So they had to shut down one of the one of the train stations. Then they had to single track. So I had to like come up with an alternate route home. Whole whole thing. We'll talk about it another day. But anyway, I've been catching the metro, and the thing about it is, um, I've always seen folks kind of skip the fare here and there. It's like you know, every now and then you would see somebody just hop the metro and just keep going. Or they would get on a bus and just not pay or fake like they pay and just keep walking or put their little thing on and it'll say no money, but they just keep walking. It was almost like some conviction about not paying the fare. But now when I get on the Metro, bruh, (laughs) like every day I see multiple people not paying the fare. Multiple people, like no conviction at all. Usually it's always young people, not always, but like most of the time it's this younger generation. I guess their thing is like, I'm not paying and nobody is going to say anything to me. And if you're in a position that a metro worker and you got you read these articles about 15 year old kids that are bringing guns to school and shooting one another. And you think about your job and maybe you you didn't quiet quit it yourself. <laughs> You're like, all right, I could say something to this youth or to this teenager or sometimes this young adults. I seen one older lady do it. She looked like she might have been on drugs or something. But usually it's like young people. I could say something to them. But. Hey. So the Metro has basically just become a, like a like a. a <laughs> Like a charity, you know, it's like a tip jar. Like you could pay it or you could not pay it. But if you breed this type of entitlement mindset into an entire generation and you never challenge them in any type of way, you never challenge them academically, you never challenge them socially, you never challenge them morally. What are we going to be left with? So to answer the question, is there hope for this generation? Because I'm a believer and I feel like I'm required to have hope. I'm going to say yes. Um, And that that hope comes through Jesus Christ. Now, when I say hope, does that mean that 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 like the generation will turn around and have a revival? I'm not necessarily saying that because I'm a bit of a realist. But what I do believe is that there are people who are in this generation coming up behind us who are going to say, you know what, something about my conscience, something about what I see around me, it doesn't work. It's not right. I don't like the fact that 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 my friends are getting shot and killed and and we're killing and going back and forth. This is insane. There has to be something different. There has to be something better. There has to be more to like than this. So the fact that as a society, we're almost hitting rock bottom. This thing, I'm t- look, this thing is coming apart at the seams. We're almost hitting rock bottom. That seems like a very bad place to be. But in the eyes of a believer and in the mindset of a believer, This is actually just saying that the harvest is ripe. We'll never know what impact we can have on these kids until we try. I'm not saying you go out here and become Batman and (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And you see two kids getting into a fight and, and you know one of them got a gun and you put your cape on. I'm not saying that. Look, that's the curse that they're under. They got to bear the brunt of that curse. But what I'm saying is that anytime we have these kids ears and they they, you know, they are uh, anytime you have their ears, that's an opportunity to present the gospel. That's an opportunity to show them that there's more to life than what they see right in front of their faces every day. So it's uh, a little bit of a pickle that we're in. But I believe that. 
even though it's getting darker and darker, what that means for us as believers is that our light is actually able to shine even more. I open up with the scripture that talks about um, the type of generation that we have. And that generation said, excuse me, that scripture says, there is a generation that curseth their father and does not bless their mother. There's a generation that appear in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There's a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. Until we gain a reverence for Jesus Christ in this country, until we gain a reverence for manhood and fatherhood in this country, it won't turn around. This generation is 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 verbally speaking out against what they call the patriarchy. What they really mean when they say that is really God. OK, because what the quote unquote patriarchy represents, it represents values. It represents the order of God which is God, Christ, husband, wife, and children. Each one having authority over the one below it. They don't like that. That's what, when they say the patriarchy, that's what they're talking about, the order of God. So, until we get back to that, folks will continue to be under that curse, the curse of fatherlessness. And once again, when I say fatherlessness, I'm not even always saying I'm saying people who even rebel against their own fathers or people who have fathers, but their fathers have not been matured into manhood. They haven't put away childish things because to be honest with you, a lot of the folks screaming about the patriarchy and all of this. These are usually I'm just going to say it. These are usually like purple haired white liberal types. These are like your your pansexual buzz haircut feminist types. These are your um, LGBTQ H and H I J K element of B plus types. Um, these are your hyper liberal types. But what's really happening is a lot of these folks are angry at their dads. They're angry because a lot of their dads had divorces. Or mom, moms and dads had divorces. They're angry because maybe their dad worked so much that he wasn't even there or he wasn't active or they're just mad because he was a Sam. He was silent, absent or missing. So that's what we're dealing with. But one of the very last prophecies, and I'm going to say this before I close out, one of the very last prophecies that the Bible spoke about was in Malachi chapter four. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Micah chapter chapter seven. I need to start looking at these scriptures before I come on. <laughs> um, hold on, wait, maybe I was right the first time. Hold on real quick. Basic, yeah, I was right. It was Malachi. Malachi chapter four, I was right. My thing wasn't scrolling down all the way. Uh, and I know this just because it's the last chapter in the Old Testament. It talks about how God will send the spirit of Elijah that is going to come and bring restoration. So it says here in Malachi chapter four, beginning at verses, verse five, behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So it's three things you got. we got going on there. He's going to turn the heart of the fathers to the children. This is the fault of the men. These are the men that are silent, absent, or missing, right? I don't even see really how you could have a child and just ignore it. But, I mean, I guess you can if you're wicked, right? I'm, I'm, I'm learning and, and I've learned this already, but I'm, I'm constantly reminded, I should say that, that we, we underestimate how wicked people are, right? Um, my mom got scammed out of a, a large amount of money this week because of how wicked folks are, 
right? I, I'm not even going to go into detail about that right now, but it's wickedness. You know, the fact that a woman can can just kill the child, that's wickedness, okay? But that's how it is. Without Christ, we're, you know, we're depraved, fallen, depravity. So this, so the first thing is he's turning the fathers to the children, right? Notice that it starts with the fathers. As much as we can talk about the generation, the first thing is he turns the fathers to the children. And the heart of the children, and these are the hearts, right? See, see, because you you can be there physically and your heart is not even there. You can you can give a lot of money to a child, you can give a lot of stuff to a child. But is the heart there? Then he says the heart of the children to their fathers. Then he says, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Right now, if you are not. Um, if you don't reverence the institution of fatherhood, you're under a curse. Because it's it's simply just the curse of being out of the will of God. Usually the result of that is, is little to no provision, little to no protection, and little to no logical faculties, right? And this is why we're under a spell of silliness in this culture. It's just a bunch of silliness <laughs> just going on nonstop. But let me get off here because I'm just ranting and stuff like that right now. God is good. I see my brother Timothy on. Let's get to some comments before we close out. Chosen to heal by God says, teachers say that they can't even correct spelling in English classes because the system says keep it moving. It's amazing how handcuffed a lot of these teachers are. And it's also amazing that a lot of these teachers don't even want to teach. They just want to push agendas. Chosen to heal by God says, yep, I see this all the time. Quote, I'm doing grown folk things. And it's like folks are having to hear themselves talk about themselves on the daily. Narcissism. Timothy says, absolutely, this generation has hope. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to hear that. Glean from his word says, I hope the young have a revival. Timothy says, for me, the problem has never been how dark things get generationally or otherwise. Folks need to see the light. The light shines in the dark. And as believers, we should step up more so the light can shine. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Yeah, Malachi 4 and 5. I appreciate that, sister. Listen, family, well, I done ranted tonight. Y'all know I do that every now and then. Hopefully next week I come on with something a little more positive and optimistic. <laughs> but God is good. Um, there is hope for this generation. Um, even, even aside from what we're going on generationally, Jesus already said there's a narrow road that leads to righteousness. There's a broad way that leads to destruction. So even off rip, it was already going to be, you know, just those who have the ears to hear. But that doesn't mean that we just give up. We still got to reach down and pursue, pursue this generation, pursue them, pursue them. Um, because regardless of how, how much they project and how much it just kind of sounds like they, uh, you know, that they, they, they don't get they're unreachable and all of that. At the end of the day, everybody, for the most part, at some point before they become reprobate, they have a desire to meet their creator and it's God's will that none should perish. So let's keep fighting the good fight of faith, right? Regardless of what it looks like, let's still be encouraged. Let's take it as an opportunity, man. The darker it gets the I want to say the easier, but the more work I have to do. Okay. The more I shine. So I like the way Timothy put it. We got to let our light shine before men. So listen, family, thank y'all for hanging out with me today. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. Make sure that you hit the notification on this channel. And I don't say that as a typical YouTuber, but I say that literally 
because as I said in the video, I'm gonna be moving more to a, a quality over quantity type thing. So there's there's gonna be some weeks where if I'm just not feeling a strong unction, we might not have Bible study or we might not have solid talk, but that doesn't mean that the content is stopping. It just means that we're not really doing the monotony, but we're just more so moving into a space where I'm giving you something that's beneficial, a discussion that's necessary, like the one tonight, or something that I think is going to add value. So if you don't see me on, it doesn't mean I've abandoned you. You know, I'm not Jesus, but I won't leave you comfortless. It just means that um, we're going to move to a little bit more of a less is more state. So be on a look. And, and so that's why I say hit the notification, because usually if I cancel the stream, I will say so in the community tab of this channel. So you're more likely to see that notification come up if you're subscribed and have the notification bar. Also, we do devotionals every Monday on the community tab of this channel. Be on the lookout for upcoming projects, upcoming skits, um, short films, music videos. Uh, been putting them out, put out a couple recently. Plan on putting out one within the next week. Just be on the lookout for everything. I'll keep you guys posted. Need to get back to doing the blogging as well. But that's all I have on this solid talk for real. <laughs> you all take care and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge, wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Let's walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only around the shell We say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus gonna Keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty No I can't handle me Not where I wanna be But best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit Main event and slambery So I need them every day This daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron So I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here But guarantee the link in heaven The born again and righteous Are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith And be amongst the saints When they step in